five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. And a special shout out to the the Western Christians who celebrate Good Friday today. And in that spirit, we're going to give you something to think about. Let's get over to listen to Tony Campolo on a talk called It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. Once a year in my church, <coughs> we have a preach-off. White folks don't know what they are. You get about five, six preachers, and you preach back-to-back to, back to see who's best. You never say that, right? You never say it. You say it's for the glory of God. And it was my turn, and I don't want to brag people, but I was good. I mean... I started preaching, the deacons started yelling, preach, and the women were yelling, well, and, and, and the men were yelling, keep going, and I feed on that stuff. Uh, I kept getting better and better and better, and I feed on that stuff. When I sat down, my pastor hit my knee. He said, you did all right. You did all right. <clears throat> I said, you're next, pastor. You going to be able to top that? He laughed. He said, son, sit back. Because the old man is going to do you in. I didn't think he could pull it off. He got up and for the next... Okay, we're going to continue it on at the end. Okay, so you've got something to look forward to. Uh, let's get over to the news. Okay, <clears throat> Ray Schultz, my friend, says marketers are overwhelmed by MarTech. And we've been in the kind of the MarTech thing for <clears throat> 30 years or so. Maybe more, I suppose. I suppose I did my first talk on, on, on data and how you could use computers with, uh, with marketing back in mm, 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 let's say 1984, maybe, at the New York Hilton, <clears throat> and there were about 30 companies represented, including uh, More Business Products was there, and LL Bean was there, and a couple others notables, and. Uh, I said, you know, this is a roundtable. I like to, we're going to share about how we use computers in marketing. And um, I said, first of all, how many are using computers in marketing? And not one hand went up. And I said, well, how many, how many of you have a computer in the marketing department? And two of the 30 hands went up. And I said, well, okay, so this is going to be more me sharing what I'm doing with computers and not so much you guys. Um, <clears throat> and... We went on to sell hundreds of little spreadsheets to companies around the country and maybe the world. Um, and from that, we built a database company and uh, a modeling company. And to this day, we stand undefeated in many categories of customer segmentation. So if you're frustrated with your customer segmentation, you might want to give us a call <clears throat> because we make it straightforward. I taught Dick Cabela how, to, how modeling worked. Much to the objection of his staff, who said that it would he would not like it, but he did. <clears throat> okay, so 40% of MarTech is going unused, and 75% lack the technical ability to utilize the new technology. 50% acknowledge they're overwhelmed by it. <clears throat> Perhaps they should invest in more staff, which we talked about earlier in the week or last week, about how it's difficult to retain these people. 90% of those polled say their biggest marketing investment will be in technology, and 10% only 10% say they'll invest in people. 30% say they can't fully utilize what they have, but 34% plan to buy more. 
it's like it's like when they used to do bloodletting you know well you don't do you feel any better no well we got this whole bowl of blood we better take more <laughs> then you'll feel a lot better okay 76 percent are communicating through with customers through personalized multi-touch email and multi-channel communications but only nine percent are providing hyper personalized one-to-one -one customer journeys one problem seems to be too much data yeah well i wrote on that in the early 90s drowning in data it was called and i think it's up on youtube i mean it's up on uh it's up on linkedin uh, that article. I've got about 35 articles up on LinkedIn, uh, but I haven't. They used to get thousands of views when LinkedIn specifically reached out to me and asked me to write, and then they got, you know, dozens. So, hey, I can figure that out. <clears throat> CMOs are adding to their burden rather than easing it, and the vast majority are almost ignoring organizational learn organization learning and design completely. That was right. Okay, here's an here's an excellent excellent article. I'm not going to cover this entire thing, but this is by Professor Byron Sharp, and um, <clears throat> purpose could be the death of brands. Okay, and basically he says marketers aren't self confident, and so they 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 degenerate down to brands having a higher societal purpose. And the trouble is, is that when everybody backs climate change or, or diversity or something like that, it's hard to stand out, right? What's, what makes your product special? Well, we believe in diversity. Okay, so, does, so do the six other competitors. What have you done for me lately? Sharp is the director of the Aaron Bass Institute, and Mark Ritson talks about that a lot. Um, he says if a company goes down this route of talking about their their social justice themes, it's it's just so easy to copy. Um, and Byron says it's it says it sounds like something a 12 year old kid would come up with. Buy this brand because it will help children in Africa. And of course, if you've heard my thoughts on Tom's shoes, Tom's shoes, I guess it is. Uh, where they give away shoes and put the local shoe market, the local shoe <laughs> makers out of business, <clears throat> then nobody gets shoes. They, you know, it's a, it's it's not necessarily beneficial. All of this, all this uh, NGO stuff. If the marketing community succeeds in teaching consumers, they should only buy brands that donate to charity. You know, then private labels can easily take over take over as well because they deliver it probably at a lower price equal quality um, CEOs get that mental and physical availability are intangible assets that underpin market capitalization and but I guess some of them wonder if their marketing department gets that and he says in the end retailers will just dominate the CFO doesn't and the CEO don't take marketing seriously and friends at dinner parties see the profession as dubious. Yet marketing, the market economy, is an amazing system and has lifted millions of people out of poverty. Actually, um, up until 2019, it had been a billion people out of poverty. Um, <clears throat> the idea of, of helping, especially in India, the idea of helping people start small businesses. It just was a, an amazing turnaround. 
Um, and then the government shut down all our businesses, put us all out of business. Marketers are squeamish about only selling soap uh, and not having a higher purpose in their role, but soap is good. <laughs> I think marketing is a fabulous profession, and they should have pride in it. So we have meaningless metrics, and I was going to do an article on that, but he touched on it. Um, and what, it, what growth really means is reaching people who not only have a low propensity to buy your brand, but they might not even be in the category. It's always expanding the circle. And we've been able to successfully expand the circle in part because not everyone in the circle is equal. Right? And if you can find variables that give a little bit of weight, so you've got one catalog left or you've got, you know, a limited marketing budget, how can we reach those individuals? that lean a little more toward your category versus a little away from it. Or more precisely, how can we rule out, as the circle gets bigger, as the diameter gets bigger, the number of non-buyers increases. Maybe not the percentage, but probably the percentage too. As you move away from the target, the obvious target that you've been going after, as you move away from that, <clears throat> fewer and fewer people are interested in your product. So the key is often ruling out the people that aren't going to buy. If we know for sure you're not going to buy, we can save some money on our marketing and focus on the people that might. And that's kind of the game. Okay? So, your work in marketing today is really setting up the next 10 to 20 years. It's like planting fruit trees. You may not eat from them, but somebody will. Long-term growth can be measured by a brand's reach into the extremely infrequent buying category. There's just gold in this. So get over to WDMA.org. And I see myself over there. Yeah, I'm on, <clears throat> I'm on Telegram. What do you know? CEOs take marketing very, very seriously. Maybe more so than the CMO or the, or the marketing people. Yesterday I talked about how CMOs are embezzling by using digital media. It's worth a shot. You might want to go back to that one. All marketers should study marketing, but they should also have done a business degree. Or run a small business and figured out the difference between a balance sheet and the P&L statement. You should really understand the P&L statement because on that, marketing is purely an expense, not an investment. Okay? When young marketers retire, the main thing they're able to say is that the discipline became evidence-based. I don't see that happening. I see it actually going the other way. But I believe that we fought the good fight, and we tried to drag you into it, and it can be done. And you can make a lot of money, and you can change the valuation of your company. Valuations are based on the future and how the market sees your, the future of your company. <clears throat> and for that reason, because marketing is forward-looking, accounting is cleaning up the history, but marketing is the view of the future. So let's get back to Tony Campalo and see what he has to say. Half hour, that sucker did me in. I couldn't believe it. He did it in with one line over and over again. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. It didn't sound like much when he started. You guys often start so slow and low gear. It takes you about five minutes to get into high gear. Friday, he said Jesus was dead on the cross, but that's because it was Friday. Sunday's coming. Somebody yell, keep going, keep going. 
That's all he needed. He took off. Friday, Friday people are saying as things have been, so they shall be. You can't change things in this world, but I'm here to give you the good news. It's only Friday. Sun just coming. Yeah, you're getting into it. We got to dehunkatize the rest of this group. Friday, Friday they're saying a bunch of old people meeting in the church on a Saturday morning cannot alter things in their communities and in their state and in their world. But here gives the good news. It's only Friday. Sunday's coming. Now, let's get into it, people. Let's hang loose. I'll give you one more shot. It's Friday. And they're saying a bunch of Baptists who are limping into a meeting, cannot go out energized, ready to invade their communities with the good news of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit. But I'm here to tell you, it's only Friday! Sunday's coming! He went on like that for an hour. When he finished, I was exhausted. He ended that sermon yelling at the top of his lungs, Without hesitation, that whole congregation yelled back, Sunday's coming! That's the good news, people. Are we ready to leave this assembly and go back to our churches and mobilize our people to invade the community? And are we as individuals ready to say, my primary citizenship is in the kingdom and I'm going to live according to the values and the lifestyle prescribed by Jesus. I'm going to reject Babylon. I will not be conformed to this world. I'm going to be transformed by the Holy Spirit to live out the will of God in this day and in this age and in this time. And are you ready? That was rather weak. Let me try that again. Are you ready? The good news is then, it's only Friday, but... Well, that's something. You won't see that too many places, but it's Friday. And Sunday's coming. Happy Easter. Have a great day. Bye-bye.